Welcome back to this episode of Sound Faith. Today I'd like to examine the book of 1 Corinthians. However, I think it is important to note the context of this chapter. In chapter 12, the Apostle Paul talks a lot about the different gifts in the body of Christ, the church. Each one of the gifts in the body of Christ are very important to its growth and prosperity. And yet, if you or I had all of these gifts in our favor and yet lack this final ingredient, all the rest of the gifts become useless. Today I would like to talk about love, probably one of the most talked about and yet most misunderstood subjects. 1 Corinthians 13 contains the most comprehensive and complete definition of love you will find anywhere. Hence our text today. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Is speaking a gift that God has given you? Has God blessed you with an understanding of the Holy Scriptures? Are you able to teach in such a way that the hearers are blessed and informed? and feel as if they had heard from the Lord? Maybe you even have the gift of different languages and are able to speak and understand the ancient biblical texts. Do you love those who are with you and around you every day? If this ingredient of love is missing for only a few minutes, it could undo all the good that has been done hitherto for. At this point, the gifts you possess sound like a bunch of pointless noise to those who are around you. Love is not only in words, it is a language articulated by our actions. Let's move on to verse 2. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. Do you have a good understanding of what is going to take place in the future? Are you lucid and deductive, quickly putting two and two together, arriving at a reasonable conclusion in a short amount of time? Is your faith in God our Father strong, thus enabling you to make it through almost any trial because you know God is in control? Are you the kind of person where nothing is a very big deal because you are rooted and grounded by your faith in our Lord? What is your response to others who are not as lucid and deductive when you run into that someone who just doesn't get it? How do you respond to that person? Our responses in these kinds of situations prove the strength and the reality of our love for one another. In a matter of seconds, we are capable of destroying the trust and crushing the hope, snuffing out the little fire of inspiration that is in another person's heart by one careless, impatient comment. On to verse 3. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Have you given until it hurts, even to the point where you yourself wonder how you're going to cope with the next month? What kind of attitude are you cultivating in your heart in regard to those to whom you're giving your all? Let's take this a little further. Are you so zealous in contending for the faith that you are willing to lose your physical life rather than recant? You know, one can do all this, and yet if we have, are not giving our, li- our daily lives and sacrificial love for one another, it means very little to God. We are called to be a daily 
living sacrifice. Verse 4, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things, endures all things. These verses hold the fullest, most comprehensive definition of love you will find anywhere. So I would like to take a little time to unpack each one of these attributes of love. Love is patient and kind. I think we all understand that patience is not only about feeling patient, it is about being patient. The continual action of being patient with others, little by little cultivates a character of patience. God does not necessarily give us patience. He helps enable us to practice patience. Patience is when I keep being gentle, kind, polite, when someone is wasting my time. Love does not envy. Love does not look at the good things others have and then forget the person because of one's desire to have the same. If I truly love my brothers, I will not get bitter against them when they are doing well or because they are more popular than I. Love does not boast. He or she who truly loves his brothers and sisters does not waste time talking about his or her own exploits. Love asks others about themselves and learns to know how to help others feel wanted and important. Love is not arrogant. Arrogance is much like boasting, although I tend to think of it as a, pro a predominant attitude or demeanor. It is an attitude that says, I am miles ahead of you. Spending time with you is beneath me. I have better things to do. Love is not rude. Being rude blends very well with boasting and arrogance. Rudeness tends to stem from underlying selfishness. Love is extroverted, not introverted. It looks out for others. Love does not insist on its own way. Love does not have its, my, its a my way or the highway attitude. Love is not irritable. Love is not prickly, easily agitated by little annoyances. Love is not resentful. Love does not leave any room for grudges to grow in one's heart. It doesn't dwell on the wrongs that have been done to oneself. Love does not rejoice in wrongdoing. One who truly loves his brothers and sisters will not inwardly rejoice when someone who is less likable is discovered to have some flaw or weakness. Love rejoices in the truth. Love holds truth and righteousness in high esteem. Love will not participate in nebulous speculation of another person's motive or character. Love bears all things. This word bears could also be translated as to quietly cover. Do you and I quietly take the wrong that has been done to us and forgive without making sure everyone knows about it? Love hopes all things. Love keeps believing in one's brothers and sisters, simply expecting the best outcome, not waiting for someone to do us a wrong turn. Love endures all things. True, well-cultivated Christ-like love, like the Energizer Bunny, keeps going and going. It is not soon extinguished because real love does not have its foundation in feelings and emotions. Its foundation lies in commitment. Someone once said, Love won't sustain your marriage, but marriage will sustain your love. The question for us is, how strong is our commitment to love? 
on down to verse 8. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. Love never ends. There are aspects of all the talents and gifts that we revere that will pass away. They have their fulfillment and then pass on. So if my life and my joy is in prophecy, if I revel in languages or even speaking in tongues, or if my delight is in cramming as much knowledge into my brain as possible, I will find that all of these good gifts have their end. The question then remains, what is going to hold the body together? That is the church. Love is the glue that draws all things together. Without love, any of the above-mentioned gifts can become divisive. Verse 11, When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Paul uses the illustration of how a child grows up, gradually leaving behind those things that pertain to their childhood, such things as striving for mastery, being afraid someone might get ahead of us, or maybe feeling perturbed because I feel like I should have more, be more recognized for my gifts. These are all childish things. If we are mature Christians, we should no longer play king of the mountain. We love one another. We prefer one another. Maturity, true maturity, realizes that life is much more than what I feel here and now. You will never regret having practiced love for, uh, to others. Love is always timely. There will be times when you wonder, may wonder if loving someone is really worth the effort. But we only see the here and now. I really believe that love is eternal. It is from the heart of the Father. Hence, when we practice love in truth, we are building for eternity. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. Love takes faith. We believe in something we may not as of yet have seen, but we can be assured that if we persevere, we will see the beauty of love, if not here and now, then in the next life and that in its perfection. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love. There are three ingredients that are very essential to our growth as Christians. They all have their, that quality of looking forward, knowing that the here and now is temporary. These three things are faith, hope, and love. But Paul says that love is the greatest of these three. Why? Love in its entirety contains all of these elements. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. Love is a foundational principle, whereas many of the previously mentioned gifts are only a means to an end. Love is eternal. It emanates from the very heart of God, because God is love. I would like to conclude with this short and yet very powerful verse, something Jesus said to his disciples. 
By this will all men know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. May God bless you and continue loving one another. We thank you for joining us in this episode. For more information about Sound Faith, to read our blog, donate, or to see videos of the conversations that you hear in this podcast, visit our website at soundfaith.org. We love to hear from our audience, so leave your feedback in the comments for this podcast or send us a message directly through our Facebook page. Thank you again for listening, and we will be back next week with another episode of Sound Faith.